Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. But I promise, all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, we have a listener suggestion, and it's another short one. I'm trying to get all the short ones out of the way. Have you noticed that? Anyways, I figured, you know what, we got enough stuff going on with, you know, tornadoes and all kinds of craziness in the world. Short ones are easy. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours, so choose your poison accordingly. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say ranch? That will be a single shot. And every time I say Bradshaw, that's going to be a double shot. Alright, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So, don your best hot weather gear, and also your best Sherlock Holmes gear. Don't show me any pictures of you in shorts with a Sherlock Holmes hat, because I do not want to see that. (laughs) And I'm sure none of you want to wear it. Okay, as we dive into today's offering of High Weirdness at the Mysteriously Spooky Bradshaw Ranch. Dum, dum, dum. Okay. One of the most popular destinations in the state of Arizona is the very beautiful town of Sedona, which over the years has accrued a reputation as quite the mecca for New Agers and paranormal researchers from all over the country, 
as well as droves of tourists every year. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's absolutely beautiful. Arizona, and in particular, this particular area, is rather well known for high concentration of UFO sightings and for the mysterious energy vortices said to dot the landscape there, where earth energies crackle and which are believed to confer all manner of health benefits, as well as said to aid in meditation and self-reflection. It's largely because of these alleged magical vortices that a bustling business of spiritual healing tours and metaphysical medicine outfits have sprung up there. And one can already see that Sedona is already a rather strange and unique place in an already rather unique and strange state. (laughs) However, Sedona is also the home to a very unusual patch of land where there have long been reported all manner of high strangeness, from UFOs to ghosts to dinosaurs and more. I know you guys are going, whoa, dinosaurs! Yeah, there's a T-Rex joke in there somewhere. I never made it there. So if somebody can get there, send it to me because I could not get there myself. Anyways, head off the beaten path down a remote, unpaved, rough dirt road just 12 miles outside Sedona in the Verde Valley. And you will be met with the site of a rather large, abandoned ranch now inaccessible and blocked off by an intimidating gate plastered with signs from the U.S. Forest Service warning away trespassers. Pesky U.S. Forest Service. No, no, no. I have utmost respect for you guys because seriously, you guys have a tough job. I'm just saying. Especially in this area because, wow, I'm just saying. The desert scrub and wilderness area around the ranch is as remote and uninhabited as you can get. And the now uninhabited ranch itself has devolved into a feral place overgrown with weeds and partially devoured by the landscape. It was obviously once an expansive and successful ranch. So what is this place and why is it just sitting out there forgotten to be slowly reclaimed by the ravenous wilderness around it. Well, for that, my loves, we have to go all the way back in the Wayback Machine to the beginning, back to 1945. I know I could have put some really cool 1945 music in there, but you know what? I don't have the money to pay for the royalty, so make it up in your head. Sorry, guys. I'm broke this month. It was in 1945 that a Hollywood stuntman, an actor by the name of Bob Bradshaw, moved out to the Sedona area, where he opened a modest business in the form of a photography shop. With his Hollywood connections, Bradshaw also had a hand in many of the westerns that were in vogue at the time, and which favored the deserts and canyons of the area for sets. With over 50 full-length features made in this vicinity over the years, and which helped to revitalize the area. With this newfound influx of cash and good standing among the locals, in 1960, Bradshaw purchased a 140-acre parcel of land out in the Verde Valley, at a place that was then known as Bitter Creek. And this ranch, 
and its old adobe house would also go on to become a popular place to shoot movies, such as the 1967 Elvis Presley film Stay Away Joe and many others. In the 1990s, Bradshaw's son, John Bradshaw, turned the land into a more functional, actual working ranch, and it also became popular as a recreation spot for camping, horseback riding, and other outdoor activities. I don't know about any of those because I'm an indoor girl. Sorry. I like my indoor sports. Thank you very much. At the time, this was a secluded place of natural beauty, with a veneer of Hollywood laid over it. But things would begin to take a turn for the strange, beginning in 1992, when a series of escalating strange phenomena began to creep across the ranch. It supposedly began with John Bradshaw's wife, Linda, who claimed to begin seeing mysterious orbs of light in the sky over the ranch, as well as sudden bright flashes with no discernible cause and streaking mystery lights. Basically, she was seeing lights. I've seen those too. Most of the time I've been high, but okay. This was perhaps to be expected because the region was already long known as a hotspot for UFO sightings, but things would escalate quickly and further branch out into the weird. I'm going to pause for just a moment. I'm going to share a little anecdote of my own. As many of you knew, know or now will understand, I grew up in Texas and spent a lot of time with family that lived in Arizona, California, things like that. So we we tend to drive back and forth. And, you know, it's always best to drive at night in the, in the desert areas because, you know, it's hot in the daytime. And I can tell you, one of the most amazing sights, if you have not already seen it yourself, is the beautiful desert night sky away from the big cities, even just out in a rest area somewhere. Just the beautiful lights streaking across. And I'm telling you, if you don't believe in meteors and UFOs and all this other stuff, take yourself a trip to Arizona in the middle of nowhere and just park for a couple of hours and watch the night sky because I promise you, you will come away a believer and you will be amazed at how beautiful the natural world can be. Okay, enough of my BS. Let's get back to the story. As if UFOs and anomalous lights in the sky were not odd enough, Linda claimed that odd comets would move across the property, shooting beams of light, and that the place was crawling with barely glimpsed shadow people and other entities. I don't know about you, but if I started seeing shit after a couple of years, I would seriously doubt my sanity first off, (laughs) which I already do. But I would seriously be seeking professional help. But I love that she saw all these things and started talking about it. Because that's bravery. Anyways, her and her son would also claim to have had a rather far out encounter with actual aliens on the property. Which she would see outside of her window one evening and describe as such. And I quote... Strolling past the window were four short-statured aliens wearing tight-fitting one-piece uniforms of a light tan color. They were what are typically called the Zeta Reticuli, also known as the Greys. I'm going to say, this is me, of course, outside of the story, that she called them Zeta Reticuli and that they're known as the Greys. I've literally never heard that before, but okay. 
All right, back to what she says. Only these appeared to be a bit more ashen-colored, almost white. Once the beings were out of sight and the witnesses recomposed themselves, the three of them jumped into their car and sped to the house where I was sleeping. I remember so vividly how my son vigorously shook my arm to wake me up. I can still hear the trepidation in his voice as he said, Mom, wake up. They're here. I raised up and said, Who's here? He exclaimed, The aliens, Mom. End quote. I'm just going to say seriously, UFOs, hear me. I'm sending this out there. Come take me. I, I've got to experience this for myself. I'm just saying. Anyways. The next day, she allegedly went out to investigate the area where the entities had been seen and found tiny footprints in the ground, which they took video footage of. I'm going to stop you because I've already searched for it. This footage does not exist. I could not find it anywhere on the interwebs. So if you find it, send me a link because I got to see this shit. Okay. On top of aliens, there were also sightings made of large, hairy, Bigfoot-like creatures on the property. In particular, one that Linda nicknamed Big Girl, which was seen frequently and some other less discernible creatures. Even stranger than these sightings were accounts of spotting what were described as actual dinosaurs at the ranch. With Linda herself claiming one time to have seen a five-foot-tall bipedal lizard with a long tail standing on a dirt path one evening. These apparent dinosaurs purportedly left large reptilian tracks that were sometimes found on the property as well. Again, if you find the footage, send me a link and share, please, because I could not find it anywhere. Linda, of course, recorded these and all manner of other strangeness at the ranch, such as livestock and other animals falling ill for no apparent reason, or the manes of her horses torn off, and after several years of this in 1995, compiled it all into a book called Merging Dimensions, The Opening Portals of Sedona, along with ufologist Tom Dongo. The book also features numerous photos that were captured at the ranch, with many of the strange phenomena not seen until the film was developed. UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, shadow people, living dinosaurs, what in the holy hell is going on here? Linda Bradshaw believes that all of these desperate phenomena are the result of some sort of interdimensional doorway that has, for whatever reason, opened up at the ranch and through which spew all manner of entities. She would say of her theory, and I quote, I believe these openings have always been on our plane and they've perhaps been the portals to allow others in. But if one were to ask my opinion of my experiences regarding this magical place, I would say that not only are they being allowed in, but they are coming in in great numbers. I would also love to say that only compassionate beings of light are scooting through these portals. But this does not always seem to be the case. I have come face to face with a few decidedly nasty beings. End quote. The ranch subsequently became a haven for paranormal researchers, and it was featured on numerous TV programs with orb and UFO activity commonly caught on film at the location. 
Readings taken at the ranch also showed the anomaly that it had a much stronger magnetic field than the surrounding area, by some estimates around 500 times greater. Although why this is, or what connection it has to the purported phenomena, no one really knows. In May 2003, the mystery was deepened and conspiracy theories were spawned. You know I love it when they have the theories. Yes, I love me some conspiracy theories. So conspiracy theories were spawned when the U.S. government suddenly and without explanation purchased the ranch and quickly had it locked off from the rest of the world. Damn you, government! Okay, sorry. Locals claimed that there were frequently military personnel seen around the area, and in addition to the signs keeping people out, were also armed guards said to patrol the area and turn people away in no uncertain terms. Unverified reports exist of hikers being confronted and turned away by heavily armed guards with no visible identification or insignia, or even more ominously chased off the property by either guards or all-terrain vehicles that are all black with no noticeable markings. Dongo said of this in his book, Mysterious Sedona, and I quote, a machine gun, usually an M16, or in some cases semi-automatic pistols, is then leveled at the hikers. By the tone of the voice of the soldiers, the hiker is left with no doubt that he will be shot on the spot if he does not turn around, retrace his steps, and rapidly leave the area. Those looking for hard evidence of these claims won't find it. There are plenty of stories of su suspicious activity, missing persons, and aliens and UFOs spotted in conjunction with soldiers, but no substantiated evidence exists to prove these theories. Military activity in the area could very well be routine training exercises, and those hikers asked to turn around may be done for their own safety. End quote. I love how he ends that with a, you know what, it could just all be a training exercise. Now, I grew up near military bases. My dad was military, so we moved around a lot. And I've been to some of the highest security areas that you can get to without being like Area 51 and whatnot. I'm like literally grew up near White Sands Missile Range and went out there all the time. Okay. And I'm not going to say that, you know, I crossed any lines because if I did that, I might, you know, be arrested. So I'm not going to say that, but I'm just going to say that, you know what? Even some of the most secure locations, you don't see the security, like, until they're right up on you. So, it happens. But, anyways, it seems really odd for this to be the case with just a ranch out in the middle of nowhere. So, why, is my question. Well, that kind of depends on who you ask. For some, it is because the U.S. Forest Service is looking to preserve valuable Native American archaeological sites in the area. But of course, considering all of the strange phenomena reported from here and the rumors of portals and vortices, there are others who think that the government confiscated the land in order to cover all of it up. I don't know. I kind of lean towards the archaeological sites. I don't know. I, I know. I'm so naive. I trust the government. I know. It's going to get me killed one day, but whatever. It's hard to say just what's going on with all of this, but Bradshaw Ranch has continued to be a hot spot for the paranormal nevertheless, with hikers and tours that skirt the property often coming back with myriad tales of the weird. 
A very strange experience supposedly happened during the filming of a 2013 episode of Discovery Channel's show Uncovering Aliens, with this episode focused on the ranch. According to the report, at some point, a man by the name of Stephen Jones wandered away from the crew and onto the actual property of the ranch. When he returned half an hour later, he was apparently in a daze, and he claimed that he had heard disembodied voices all around him, and that he had missing time. And making it all that much more bizarre was that his watch had reportedly stopped working. This was not put in the the final episode, but it probably should have been. And I'm going to say, if it happened, I would have, but that's just me. But what happened to him out there because no one really knows and it just adds to the rest of the lore on this very strange location so what is going on on Bradshaw Ranch is this all just kooky conspiracy tales tall tales and maybe fiction is any of it real then is it as Linda Bradshaw says and there is perhaps some sort of interdimensional phenomena at work here If so, then why does it congregate in this one location? It is interesting to note that the extremely wide range of different types of phenomena that gets reported here, orbs, spooky lights, UFOs, Bigfoot, aliens, dinosaurs, and others, all of them coexisting in this one patch of high strangeness gravitating to this place for whatever reason. I'm just going to say... I know Sedona has that, you know, you think all happy and, you know, meditation and all new agey and kumbaya, but I'm pretty sure none of these things are in the same place coexisting with all that happiness. That just can't happen. Anyways, so what, why should that be, right? Also worthy of note is that although the ranch has been there for years before Bradshaw even came along, Why is it that the disturbances didn't begin until 1992? Like, what activated it, you know? What turned the switch, if any of it even exists at all? And why did the government buy up the land and then prohibit access? I mean, I get it if you're trying to, you know, contain the site and, you know, conserve it for future generations. But if I can't see the site, what's the point of conserving it, right? That doesn't make sense to me because the Forestry Service is going to be the one place that you can guarantee that the government's going to say, we want you to come and hike the trails. We want you to come and see what's what's to be seen. I mean, okay, cordon off the things that could be damaged by people touching them and going up to them, you know, but why can't I see it? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm just saying. Whether this is all urban legend, conspiracies, interdimensional portals, or something even stranger, Bradshaw Ranch certainly inhabits its own little corner of the strange in a state that's, well, basically steeped in the bizarre. And I'm going to end today with a weird note of my own, because this has been bugging me for so long, I'm going to share it with you, and hopefully it bugs you too. I want somebody to answer this question for, for me. So... Why do we, when we see ghosts, we only see them as humans or demons or something like that? How come I have never seen a dinosaur ghost? Seriously, what the fuck is up with that? 
All right. And with that, my darlings, we have come to the end of our episode. I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think about today's episode. And if somebody has seen a dinosaur ghost, oh my God, you've got to call me. Seriously. You can reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, you're bored and you need somebody to talk to, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.